Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The dreams that are in your heart, the ones that are in your heart that have not been fulfilled yet, God's going to send people to pull out of you what is in you, yet you feel like you don't have the capacity to do it. That is fine. You don't have to have the capacity. There are people and resources connected to what God put in you and, and, and you being true to who you are and not deviating and you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I I noticed that right away. You being true to who you are, you're going to attract. It's a Hebrew word, and it was translated wealth and it means people. It means men. It means resources and it means means. I am on a journey to discover uncover and recover love life is about helping others dear future wifey has been doing exactly that you stated that women are to present and not to pursue it has given us a a roadmap on how relationships were meant to be by god there are still black men who love the lord and their end goal is marriage thank you for teaching me how to stay lit how to be intentional and transparent you read your your letter i cried I just got married two months ago and i'm listening to the podcast so i can stay married i'm lateris r whitfield and this is season four these dating streets on the dear future wifey podcast welcome to the dear future wifey podcast i'm your host lateris r whitfield listen if you haven't Hold on. Are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, let's make a commitment and subscribe. Hit that subscription button, sign up, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. Man, let me tell y'all, this is the last episode of these dating streets. And man, when I tell you, the Lord has shown favor on us with this episode. Well, today's episode, I get a chance to sit down and talk to my newest homie. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast, my homie, Pastor Teray Roberts. Hey, Terry, it's good, good to be here with you, man. I'm excited, man. You've been crushing it. Teray, let me tell you something now. Hold on, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you what I put. I started this podcast in 2020, April the 15th. Mm. I want you to look right here on number nine. First of all, look in the top right-hand mm. corner. What date is that? That's May 9th. Wow, not too May, May 9th, 9th 2020. 2020. Yep. And then what name did I have on there on my Tore wish list? Ray Roberts right there. Would that be you? That would be me. That would that would be you, right? Wow. So wow. Teray, the reason why I put you down on that, you said that I seem a little familiar. Mm-hmm. I was hired to produce God's leading lady mm. in 2016 or 17. Uh-huh. And that's where I met you. Wow. And wow. we talked. And then you begin to, I asked you about uh, your courtship with Sarah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took a picture. You gave me your number then and whatnot. And we began to talk. And I said, the reason why I had you on my wish list of people to speak to is because of how you spoke about Sarah. Mm. And I said, I would love to talk to a man that is in love. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's what I sense when I talk to you. I wow. said, this man is in love. This is what being in love with somebody that, um, matter of fact, for those people that don't know your story, um, 
give us a little background of mm-hmm. how you met Sarah. Sarah, I have a, a church in LA called One Church, and uh, and Derek Williams, who works for Bishop yep. Jakes, that's my boy, uh, called me and said, "Hey, uh, Bishop Jakes' daughter Sarah is coming to town, and I want you guys to meet." She was promoting a book. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, um, and I love my father-in-law, and I admire everything about him. Um, he's a manly man, strong, big man, and so my imagery of his daughter. <laughs> was not what walked into the room. It wasn't Sarah. Sarah came in there, light fly, bouncing around with jeans on and didn't look like a church girl or nothing. So so our initial meeting was just to come and talk. Derek's strategy probably was to get her to come and speak at our church so she can promote our book. But we hit it off, and I liked the way that she saw God. I liked the way that, you know, but I, but there was no no immediate attraction like that. It was really interesting. God kind of shielded us from seeing each other that way, kept it strictly business. However, in, However, uh-huh. in a few weeks, uh, Bishop had his leadership conference in Orlando, and that's the first time we started looking at each other like, mm, <laughs> was, this could be something, just, you know. So between that time, did y'all communicate? Not at all, not one time. No, she tweeted. Now, she did send a, tw- a tweet after that first uh, meeting at the restaurant. And she was like, uh, you know, met Teray Roberts. Uh, brilliant. You know, now, in hindsight, you can't call a man brilliant. You get, <laughs> you know, you single, I'm single. That, nah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm seeing the breadcrumbs now. There it is. There it is. But, 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 but honestly, she, I don't think that she really saw me like that either. You know, we, it was really kind of shielded a bit. Just a lot of re- mutual respect for one another. Exactly. And then when did it turn? Uh, at the conference, at the conference, uh, Bishop was talking about some things that she and I had talked about. And so we were texting each other in the, the service saying, Man, we were just talking about this, you know. And then, you know, when it, it can be one or two texts and that should be over. But there's that extra text <laughs> that kind of, you know, it keeps the thing going. It was that. And uh, on the last night, somehow we got seated. Now, 10,000 people in the room, we got seated next to each other. And uh, and. That's when I really felt like we felt drawn to each other. And at the end of that service, she turned to me, looked at me and said, hey, I'm coming to L.A. in a few weeks and you are taking me to dinner. She just came straight out the gate. With yeah. It. And I just felt like I needed to be obedient. You know what I mean? I just uh, <laughs> I just felt like, you know, you know, sometimes you got to humble yourself, humble and, be yourself obedient. And, and do as requested. Yeah. Yeah. She came to L.A., man. We, we shut the restaurant down. And let me tell you something. I'm not that guy that will believe you if you tell me after one date you have met your wife. I, I, I look at you, even today, I yeah, look at you side-eyed, yeah. you know, but it would be so hypocritical because I knew after that first dinner and the subsequent prayer after that dinner, by morning, I knew in my spirit and soul that she was the one for me. So around 2017, how long had y'all been married? 2017, we had been married for three years. And you were still in love? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I still am today. It's a, it's the craziest thing. And, and I've never, I've never felt, you know, I was married before. Yeah, yeah me I, too. I was married for 17 years. Wow. And I was married uh, two weeks shy of 10 years. Wow. So, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and I have never felt at in any of those 17 years and the five years that we kind of dated from college on before that, I've never felt for my previous relationship what I feel for Sarah. And that's what I saw. Wow. So what I saw in that moment was 
a man in love. Mm. Not just a little young little boy, not some little teenage love affair, a mm. grown man with intentions that is intentionally loving his wife. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was, I, I grew up in the Potter's house, so I, I know a lot about Sarah's story and then to see her flourish. And another thing is about uh, being a man that's not intimidated by a woman's success, mm -hmm. but to be able to undergird the calling over her life and let her flourish in ways that God wants to see her fly. Yeah. And to see her soar. Mm -hmm. The reality is that's all, that's what I saw in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote in my uh, in my notes in my phone. I said, "This is a guy that I have to speak to." Wow. And then I talked to my buddy Kenny Lattimore, and then I was like, "I want to talk to Teray." He was like, "Oh yeah, he'll probably do it. He'll probably do it." And I was like. Well, I'll be texting them. He don't be responding to my text <laughs> messages. I was like, man, okay. And I just fell back. I said, okay, God, I'm, I'm just going to see what happens. Your publicist, uh, your publicist reached out to me back in March. Wow. And she said, uh, hey, um, she sent me the whole deck and was saying that um, it will be great for Teray to be on your podcast. And um, and my vision of having you on the podcast where you – that you had to be present right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So then I was Ooh. like, yeah, here's my address. Here's this, this, this. And then she was like, okay, great. We had a date. And then she came back around and said, well, can you do it virtual? Mm -hmm. I said, nope. That wasn't the vision. I said, that's not the vision. Wow. I said, I'm gonna keep knocking. What? Ah, ah. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna keep knocking. Yeah. And so I said, I said, nope. I said, it's a better effect, better chemistry if he and I are talking together. Virtual, I can't feel this brother. Yeah. And the truth be told, I can't just go into the spiritual with, with, with your publicist and say, well, yeah. I saw in the vision that he's going to be sitting <laughs> up here. And God said, I wasn't going to do all that. I said, God, you do what it is. You know what the vision is. Mm. I'm just going to say the virtual just wouldn't be adequate. Wow. And here you are. I got to say something to you. If you got my number in 2017, you know why I don't reply? Because the wrong number. It ain't the same number. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, I ain't got no time. I just wanted to clear that up, yeah, you know. But, but, but you know, you, it, what's interesting is I the, the, the passage in the scripture, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. Yeah. That passage used to haunt me because it felt like a this command that I couldn't live up to in my mm. previous relationship. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why it was so uh, painful. I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. In, in my last relationship, there were moments where I contemplated suicide. Mm. Because herein was this standard yes. that I was perceiving, this standard that I could not live up to God. I'm I'm laying my life down for you, and I cannot access this 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 commandment that you're trying to tell me to have. And here is the thing: it is not so much about you forcing love onto the the, the person that you are with. No, no, no. When it's the one God sends you. You will, the flow of, of who you are, the essence of who you are, the spirit of who you are will automatically love her the mm. way Christ loves the church, which ties into. <gasps> you said which, automatically. Automatically. You don't have to work up on love. That's, see, that's cold blooded. I, mm. I couldn't, I'd have a difficult time serving a God that would force me to love something that doesn't come natural talk about to me. It. I'd have a difficult time. Talk about it. And you talk about her, you know, me desiring to see her flourish. Well, isn't that how Christ loves the church? That's automatic. When I look at her, I'm like, and, and I'm kind of that way when I look at anybody, to be honest with you. Yeah, you, you see, always see, you see the, 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 the gifting inside of that person. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me just say this. So here's another little thing that happened yesterday. I've never heard you preach a day in my life. Really? Never. Wow. 
So let me wow. tell you something. So my guest for season, uh, the premier guest for season five, she's from UK, uh, Brainy, Brainy Lee. And uh, we had been communicating. She had DM me saying she wanted to come on the podcast. I saw a video that she had released on YouTube. It resonated with me because this is my personal journey. So my, my podcast is literally my personal journey as I discover, uncover, and recover love. Mm. So it's a, it's a journey for me until I meet the woman that God uh, has purpose for me. Mm. Uh, and so this is, this is like my my online diary if mm. you would or my online journal and so um she came into town she we had talked and she said i want to come on the podcast i said you're, you're great you're a great fit flew her in on sunday she said if i come into town i gotta come i gotta go to the pa's house mm. i said all right so then uh i said i'm gonna go to the pa's house all right it's gonna be a you know traffic all that stuff call my good friend rachel uh shout out to mayor rachel uh proctor um, called her up. I said, um, hey, listen, I'll be going to the pilot's house. Are you going to be there that week? She was like, um, she said, no, I'm not going to be there, but hey, let me go ahead and set up everything for you. Uh -huh. So then she called the, her people and, you know, VIP treatment and all that stuff. Well, I walked in and I was like, hey, Teray's about to preach? <laughs> I said, he's going to be on my podcast tomorrow. Like, what? Okay. I said, I get a chance to hear him preach. Mm. Pastor Teray. I can't call you no Teray at this point. Pastor <laughs> Teray Roberts, hidden glory. Wow. When I say, and I'm trying my best not to get emotional about mm -hmm. this, what you spoke gave me reference and perspective to everything that I went through that led to this podcast. Wow. It wow. gave me a different outlook to the, the portrayal that I went through through this, uh, uh, the situationship that I had endured. Um, it gave me perspective mm. and it made all of this when you walked in you said you killing it on your podcast mm -hmm. well what people don't know is the pain that produced it mm. they don't know the tears that watered the vision mm. they don't know how much i laid on my on my face mm. having suicidal thoughts only because i felt like if i died the person would value me more wow 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 so that was my process and i'm sitting in that sanctuary and after saying uh, probably about a hundred, you better teach. I couldn't even say nothing no more. I just had wow. to just sit there and just absorb. And I just sat there and I closed my eyes at one point. And I just went into this zone as your word began to provide healing and, and restoration for my soul. Mm. And I was like, thank you, God. Mm. Thank mm. you for trusting me to go through that level of pain because that pain has produced something so powerful that many people it's caused the a, a ripple effect throughout mm -hmm. the the world where people all in other countries are being healed and marriages are being restored mm -hmm. from this podcast and i was like thank you god that you trusted me with this mm -hmm. um so i want to be able to i want to say face to face thank you so much wow. for, for providing reference for what i went through and helping me change my perspective and saying God trusted me to go through that pain. Wow. Well, I can tell you now your podcast makes sense to me. Yeah. Because it accosted me. Uh when I when I when I was scrolling and I saw it and I heard you speak, I said, "Wow, that's powerful." But then I went beyond that and I saw the production value and I'm like, "This is excellent." Uh and I I said, "Reach out to him." You know, I said, "If he'll have me, I want to go on his podcast." And, uh, and I will say, and you probably heard it yesterday, so, uh, but I'm going to echo it again. As incredible as this podcast is, 
as incredible as you are, as fascinating and as dynamic the reach is, you just getting started. This, and I mean that, and I don't just throw that, those little things out there carelessly because uh, I have to, I'm accountable for the words that I say. Facts. But I'm telling you, I know it when I see it. This thing and, and what it will become, <laughs> the, the uh, it's pregnant. You know, when I, when I uh, took the microphone, I said something about my father-in-law and I talked about how it, yeah. you know, the many mansions. There's so many rooms connected to this house. There, there are wings that you, you haven't even seen yet. And I, I kind of even just want to prophesy uh, that you have an incredible staff already. I'm blessed to meet them. And God's going to send you even more people. And, and they're going to have insight and skills. The dreams that are in your heart, the ones that are in your heart that have not been fulfilled yet, God's going to send people to pull out of you what is in you, yet you feel like you don't have the capacity to do it. That is fine. You don't have to have the capacity. There are people and resources connected to what God put in you. And, and, and you being true to who you are and not deviating, and you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I, I noticed that right away. You being true to who you are, you're going to attract mm, it's a Hebrew word, hail, and it was translated wealth, and it means people, it means men, it means resources, and it means means. Men, resources, and means. Hail is being attracted to you, and I'll tell you where that is. That's in Deuteronomy 8.18, where God says, I will give you the ability to create Chayil that I might establish my covenant with you. And so you, you, your covenant relationship with God and you being true to God and going through God and going through the process and all that kind of stuff, there are things connected to that covenant and he's going to bring Chayil. He's going to bring Chayil to you. And, uh, and, I, and I just want to make sure that the loudest thing you hear me say is that there are wings to your state. Right now you're living in one room of your estate and their wings. And in the process of time, you don't have to force it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to try to hustle up on it. You want, all you have to do is be you continue to work hard, keep your heart pure. And it's going to come to pass in Jesus name. I started reading a book last week called, um, who, not how, mm. who, not how And the book talks about in order to, grow and achieve the, the, the things that you desire, you got to build teamwork. Mm. And we've been so brainwashed to think about how we're going to get it done when mm. we need to fo focus on who can get it done oh, for I us. Love that. I love that. And so instead of thinking about the how, find out, hey, if you need this done, mm -hmm. Lateris, I birthed in you this movie that you're going to write, mm -hmm. go find your who to go mm -hmm. shop it. I love it. Go, go, go <laughs> find the who to get this done. You're mm -hmm. about to build this boy's home, this foster home for these African-American boys because I have a strong passion for, for foster care. Go find your who. Mm -hmm. The who is holding your bank account. The who mm -hmm. is holding the check. <laughs> go find the who. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes I find myself stagnated by the vision being so big that if I can't do it, then I feel like it can't be done. Mm -hmm. And then God is reshaping my ideology and mm -hmm. saying that, but I'm God, you're yeah. not supposed to get it done. Yeah. There's other people connected to the vision Absolutely. Uh, and the purpose. There's, so thank you. There's a chapter in balance called the gift of rest. I don't know if you've got that Oh yet. yes. Yes. And the premise there, when I look at every significant level up that has happened to me in my life, every next dimensional things, things that changed my life, none of it happened from the, from the place of 
striving or stress or trying to make it happen. All of those things miraculously happened when I came to a place of mm. rest, including my relationship with Sarah. It was birthed out of rest. And so, so rest and peace is always the precursor for progress. Progress doesn't happen from chaos. It doesn't happen from uh, you struggling. I got to get it. You know, this coach, I got to get it. Got to get it. No, 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 no. Just rest. And to the point of, of, of that book that you referenced, it's there. And I, you, you have to look for it, but I would, I, would, I would rephrase that just a little bit. You have to receive the word that it's coming so that your eyes are open to perceive it when it shows up. Mm. Oh. Cause it's coming. But if you don't, but if you, and you, and I completely agree there, there, there are who's because they have to fulfill their purpose. Too. Yes. And, uh, but there's this rest. Hallelujah. I, I, before God formed me in my mother's womb, he knew me, he ordained me, he set me apart. He put those resources into this life, into this era that has my start date and my end date in it. Everything assigned to me is already there. So I'm just going to rest. I'm going to be me. I'm going to receive that word. I'm going to keep my eyes open looking for that who. I'm not going to worry about the how. I'm not, I'm not, I already know the why because <laughs> God said it, you know, so it's coming. I, I, I feel uh, that's why I had to, I had, it was difficult to get here. It doesn't make sense. I, I have learned and, and it's not cause you're right off the freeway. It should yeah. have been difficult, yeah. but I have learned when there is a, a struggle over something, uh, pay attention. Cause I feel the presence of God very, very strong here with you. Uh, and that means something that means that there's something on your life and what you're doing that Jesus is very serious about. He's very serious about anything I can do to serve and support it. I will. PT, um, I got the book uh, yesterday on Amazon. I was sitting up about three o'clock in the morning reading through some pages. I'll tell you, I'm not a person. I'm not an avid book reader. <laughs> but after I uh, heard you preach, I said, whatever this man knows, <laughs> I want to know it. He done put in the book. I'm finna read it. Wow. And so that's how I am. I say, if I want to glean the wisdom and the intellect of somebody that I look at, uh, then I, if they wrote a book, I got to go read it mm. because I know what it takes as a writer. I know what it takes in order. It's, it's some, it's some labor pains. Mm -hmm. It's some birthing. It's some bleeding, yeah. you know, and I know that you bled on those pages and the few pages I've read, I read about the first 20 something pages, mm -hmm. but the bleeding, like even the, the ideology that you had, which I love, uh, uh, the, was it the publisher that or your agent or your editor that mm -hmm. when, when you first submitted, they was like, no, you, this, yeah. this, this ain't your best work. My agent shut it, shut it down. <laughs> and I was 25,000 words in that's, that's nearly halfway through the book. You're talking, this ain't your best work. But you know, what's crazy though. She, she was both right and wrong. Here's what I mean. She was wrong in that the place that I was at, that actually was my best. Mm. I, I was working hard. I was doing the research. I was doing all that kind of stuff. The place that I was at, it was my best. She just was privy to another best. She was, she was privy to the best that is produced when I'm at my best. Mm. Right. And that's what balance is all about. That's ba good. Balance is about, it's not even about a discipline. It's about a state arriving at a state to where you're not doing your best, you're doing your divine best. Those are two different things. You're not doing your best, you're doing your divine. Okay, yeah. break that down. Yeah, so so my best, so if I'm out of balance, right. right, and I have a chapter called The Five Signs of Imbalance, one of them is weariness, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes not, sense. Not tired, weary, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. for, for when you're tired, 
you just go to sleep. And then you wake back up and you rejuvenate it. When you're weary, it's another thing. When you're weary, that means that you're physically tired, you're emotionally depleted, you're spiritually depleted, uh, you're psychologically, you're, every way that you can be depleted, you're depleted and that's why you're weary. I call weariness the, the subtle, gradual, gravitational pull down to the tarmac of disaster. See, that was me in 20, from 2017 to 2019. Yeah, just on your way down. But yeah. but here's the thing. You keep going. You keep yeah. working. Yeah. So I was weary when I was writing that first thing. So it was my best. Yeah. It just wasn't balanced best. So what she said, she says, I'm calling the, your publisher. My, my Jan is a boss. Shout out to Jan Miller. Jan Miller. I saw her at the church last night. Yeah, she is. I mean, yesterday. Um, yeah. She yeah, is. She's, she's a beast. The GOAT. And I, I'm just believing in Jesus' name that, that you're going to get to work with her. Uh, I'm just believing. And, and for those of you who don't know, uh, she only works with she, she her clientele oprah <laughs> you know what i mean i was blessed to get in there bishop joel osteen uh you know in, anyway I, I'm, I'm gonna stop I'm, there. I'm trying not to show you my notes because it, it's in there it's in there i love it I it's love in it. there and god's leading lady remember well you probably remember that i wrote the speech that rich said about her oh wow i wrote everybody's speeches Oh, you see, I, I, I knew, <laughs> see, I, 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 I knew, okay. And I, so, and then yesterday, when I saw her, I was like, I'm going to go talk to her at the end and say, it's time for me to work with her. Because a few years ago, one of her agents reached out to me. I went to some, some conference or something. Mm. And at that time I was touring shows across the country. Mm. Uh, and, um, they were talking, it's like, Hey, have you thought about writing a book? And I was like, yeah, I actually am planning on writing a book. And they was like, all right, here's the card. Let's talk. And I talked through, uh, to one of the agents a couple of times through DMs, but I'm not DMs through my uh, email, mm -hmm. but at that time I wasn't ready to write it. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I looked at her and I said, it's time. Mm -hmm. I need to talk to her. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of service, she had left a little early mm -hmm. uh, and I was just like, ah, and I said, I ought to go shoot an email because I've been to the book releases at mm -hmm. her house mm -hmm. and all that. And I've just been sitting there like, all right, one day it's going to be my book. I went to B.B. Wine's book, book mm -hmm. release. I'm sitting there. I'm like, yep. <laughs> he wrote a book about Whitney Houston. I was like, yep. I said, one day I'm be sitting right here. You got to pay attention to what you see. When God allows you to set your eyes on something, there's always a reason. Your eyes could be, you could be somewhere else. Your eyes could be looking somewhere else. But for some reason, God has exposed you to great things and you have perceived them. That's another thing. You can be around greatness and not ever connect it with just it. just go right over your head. But you, but you, but you, sir, I'm telling you. I'm t and, and, and all y'all going, look, you're going to say, he said, I just want you to know. I want you to know. I called it. Okay. May 2nd. 2022 Torre Thomas Roberts <laughs> called it. <laughs> so your middle name Thomas like Tom, um, like Bishop. Like Bishop. That's the craziest thing in the world. Sarah's so like, you remind me so much of my dad. I'm like, really? You know, because you never you can't really see yourself. No. And I know, yeah, my middle name is his first name. Let me tell you something. Like I said, I've never heard you preach. Mm. And when you started off, you know, you 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 on the stage with Bishop. So yeah. it's kind of hard to, you know, to do your thing. It's kind of intimidating. I was like, all right, let's see this dude. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I was judging. I was like, oh, he one of them LA pastors. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna water down the message because right. he gotta make it palatable for all the, the 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 celebrities that go to his church. And I sat there and I was all skeptical and I was like, Goodness, Lord, Jesus. When I tell you, I was like, I literally was about to get in the salt case because I was about to come hit you. I said, this joker is going off. And I was like, and you got to think, I hadn't been in church in some in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. and, and and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God. And it made me want to consume 
whatever you have out there. Wow. Like I'm gonna go read his book. I'm gonna go go watch his online church. I was like, this is this is absolutely crazy because mm. you were you were in the. I don't know if that's normal for you, but I just felt like you was in a whole different world. And so when mm. Bishop was like, let's get this up on YouTube as fast as possible, I was like, thank you. Because wow. I was saying, I got to go watch it again. Yeah, I, I tell you what my father-in-law does. He, for me, because you're right, he's Bishop T.D. Jakes. Yeah. You're not going to ever, <laughs> ever, ever in your life out preach him yeah. you, you just don't i mean I, I preach messages and then i go watch his message and i feel like i ain't done nothing i feel like a complete failure you know no i'm kidding but but kind of um but but he he knows how to set the stage i mean you know he one of the things he always says is i wouldn't put you up there if i didn't think you had it and see i knew that when you when, when, he, when he introduced you yeah and i was yeah. like let's see yeah. i was like is this because this is his son-in-law or what but when i say mm. PT, you it's, it was it was powerful. Like wow, I said, wow. those rank, and I'm be honest with you, this is not it's, it's no gas. Mm. Like this ranked in one of the best messages that I've ever heard. Wow. Like that, that that's lasting to the point where I said I have to go listen to it again. Wow. Like, and I'm gonna put a link to that message on this podcast page on the YouTube so people can listen to what I'm talking about because wow. it was really transformative. Mm. And I was just sitting there and I was like, you know, those moments you just sitting in church like this. Mm. I just sat there like when you called everybody down to the altar mm. or whatnot, I couldn't even move. Wow. I said, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to sit right here mm. and I'm going to take this moment in. Wow. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to go. I, I just want to, I just want to sit in this moment mm. and I just bask in that moment right there. Mm. And I was like, God, you're, you're, you just released something in me mm. and it's going to take a minute for me to realize what that mm. was. But mm. I, I knew something released wow. and I was like, uh, I was like, ah, so that's why after church, I walked up to you and said, hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Because I was like, if I, if I stayed there any longer, I would have been crying. People were like, what's wrong with him? We just sitting over there crying. What's wrong with him? You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, mm. I'll see you tomorrow. You yeah. know, and leading up to you coming today, I just kept saying, Lord, just don't let me just break down and cry. Because mm. it's that word was so rich mm. that I was like, like I said, it released something. I don't even know what that is yet. It was God, too, because you know I wasn't supposed to preach. Oh, you wasn't? No, I was at the house. I was supposed <laughs> to come there and just sign books. And he was going to talk about the book. And, and well, he's going to preach his message, talk about the book and the announcement I was supposed to sign. At 1030 the night before, he looked at me and said, man, yeah, I almost wanted to take the day off. You know, I tell you, if y'all have told me you wanted to. And I was like, you know, well, I got a word. He's like, don't play with me. I'm like, I said, I got a word. I, you know, I, I'm, I have to keep a word. Now, I didn't have that. I had an, I, I had a thought. I had a thought. Really? Yeah. And and Bishop was like, hold on. And he started texting his team and all that kind of stuff. And next thing you know, his team is texting me saying, you got scriptures? And I was like, uh-oh, this is happening. And it was like 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. And uh, and I said, sir, and he was telling his stories. That's how dad is around the table. He's telling all these stories. And I said, sir, if you would excuse me. I need to go prepare. <laughs> <laughs> need to go prepare. So no, that 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 wasn't supposed to happen, but was supposed to happen. So I was up uh, until about three in the morning, getting what I call my thought map together. The night before. The night before. Yeah. So it was God. So you know it was God, uh, because Bishop, mm. his stage is he doesn't play with that. No, so he to don't. have somebody up there that hasn't had adequate time to prepare, that that has to be God. <laughs> And and it and it and it was. When I say I needed to hear that, it was like I said, I'm telling everybody go listen to that message and it's like 
Yeah, it's it was it was a God moment in mm. that, and it was it was it was powerful. Like I said, it released some stuff. So we're gonna go ahead and call this episode "Finding Balance." Mm. We're gonna call it "Finding Balance." Um, let's go behind the book. Mm-hmm. What led? What what birthed this? Because mm-hmm. I know you talk about going through a lot of pain. You went through a lot of something. What mm-hmm. are those somethings that you went through to birth this bad boy? Okay, so I had the idea um, for balance. I got it in 2018 because I felt like if you are aligned, because really balance is is the broad, is the mainstream word for a spiritual term that I use called alignment. Good. And that's when you're aligned with God. And and I wrote this book for everybody. I, I, you can probably tell the language yeah. is very, it's salty. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the salt of the earth. Yes. And uh, so I knew that, Everything in my life moves when I'm aligned, when I am balanced, when I am in balance. Uh, that's how everything moves. And I wanted people to win. You know, I wanted to know. So that's when I sat down to write it. Now, I didn't have all the allegories. I didn't have all the parables. I didn't have all of that together, which would make the book bigger than my next spiritual self-help book. This one got purpose to push all the way out there into the world to get to people that don't care about God, but they care about success Yeah, and they care about quote unquote balance. And it's interesting because balance is almost a term that has been discarded and thrown away in those echelons because they say balance is a myth, all this and that. So it's been discarded. So no one was really paying attention to it. I went and picked it up. Kind of like what God does with us, things that are discarded that no one is paying attention to. God goes and gets, shines it up, breathes on it. And now uh, the book has done very well. Like so, uh, it Yesterday, it broke the top 100 on Amazon. It was number 66 wow. out of 33 million books. And 33 million, 33 million books on Amazon. It, it broke. So the Amazon ranks it by the top 100, like yeah. top 100 books. This, it hit 60. It shattered the it's 66. And it just got released. What? April 26th. Yeah. Just two, last Tuesday. Yeah. It ain't been out a week. So, so it's, it's a God thing. It's a strategy. But, uh, so anyway, but what happened was I didn't know how big the book was, right? Wholeness did great purpose awakening. I was new. It did. It was cute. It was, it did cute, you know, <laughs> holding it, it, it good. It Purpose did Awakening cute. did cute, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and that was some time ago and I thank God for it. You yeah. know? And it was, it was, it is a good book. It really is. People still read it. But, um, but this one was different. It was for a broader audience and, and, and it has a, you know, it's going to give you all the tools going to bless you. It's going to, you're going to, it will change your life hands down. It's already doing that. But, it will also get that person who doesn't know God to God. It really will. So it's got a strategic seed in it. And uh, now anytime you have a strategic seed in it Mm. and you're not just preaching to the choir, you attract another level of warfare. Yes, you do. Because you're taking territory. Yes, you are. What I've learned about the enemy is that if you ain't taking territory, one of the reasons why enemy doesn't even bother church too much is because most churches are just preaching to the choir. That's why I really appreciate Potter's House, Dallas, and other churches is because they're attracting a whole bunch of people that aren't saved yet. It's crazy. You know, of course you got your base. um, But anytime you're taking territory, you are disrupting hell's agenda. You know, hell is very uh, uh, possessive possessive over its territory. So the warfare that came, oh man, let me tell you something. There was one time in particular 
where I was, I always go away to write. And I was at my hotel writing and these thoughts of inadequacy mm. hit me so hard and I can handle one thought cause I can bind that and move it on. Yeah. But it was thought after thought after it was a slew. It was an onslaught, easily 50 depressing thoughts hit me so hard. And it, and, and I was in a moment, I'll tell you where if I didn't, if something didn't rise up in me in that moment, I may, I may have walked out of there without my mind. It was that intense. And, uh, so you really experienced demonic warfare. Oh my moment. God. On a level that I never have been. Now I've experienced war before. Yeah, this was different. And, uh, and by the grace of God, I overcame it. And then God said to me when I overcame it and the book still had to be written. I was only maybe three chapters in. No, that was the first chapter. <laughs> he was like, Oh God. God <laughs> said to me, when I overcame that, he said, now watch what I do. Now watch what I do. It was, it was my David and Goliath moment. I had fought some, you know, lions and bears. And it was once that head was cut off, everything was, and that's how it was. So the, I, I was able to write again. Uh, but, but that moment, man, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I didn't know. I didn't see, I couldn't see my way forward. So I just had to trust my way out of it. Mm. And, uh, and, and God showed up and he said, that was the test and you passed it. One of the things that um, at the very beginning of the book, like I said, I'm only 25 pages in, but what was very convicting to me was that I work so much and I'm, I mean, oftentimes I'm spending the night at my, my studio, probably four or five nights out of the week. Uh, I have a, I have two sons that I adopted. I adopted my nephew and then I adopted uh, um, Armani, who's 18, adopted him when he was 16. Mm. And most of the time I'm like, I'll go take them to the grocery store. I said, go buy whatever you need to eat. Let me go look at what y'all do. Go spend about three to $500 worth of mm -hmm. groceries and be like, Raise yourself because I'm going to go work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I'm over here reading this book and I was like, okay, I feel convicted. <laughs> the moment was when um, you, you you turned to your wife and was like, hey, listen, we're not going to church today. Yeah. We're not going to church today. We're going to have a family day. Yeah. And I was like, yep, maybe I need to go take a family day. Because <laughs> I was like, he was like, we're just going to have fun. You know, and to to have the spiritual wherewithal to know that y'all have this blended family mm -hmm. and you said, this is necessary. Yeah. This is what, what, the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Yeah. It's like, why should I have this family that God entrusted me with to be a leader? And one of the things that I struggle with, and I'm very transparent about this, is that I lacked leadership skills mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I was always the sole proprietor. I was mm -hmm. doing everything on my own. And so even in my marriage, while I was the quote unquote best husband I could be, mm -hmm. um, I didn't leave my marriage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even have a vision for it. I was like, we two grown folks. We don't need vision. Mm -hmm. We just, let's try to do right and love each other and pay these bills. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now God has given me spiritual insight to expect greater. Mm -hmm. And so when I heard uh, Sarah speak on you mm -hmm. and how uh, in the forward, you know, the way she spoke about you. Uh, matter of fact, let me just, this, the book is right <laughs> here. Let me just, let me just, yeah, because this right here, right here, I was like, see, that's what I need. She told the truth. Yeah, I was like, this is what I need. Uh, uh, find out about how, here we go. No wonder we find ourselves feeling so out of balance. How you do what you do and why you do what you do is ever evolving. It's not always that, uh, wait, hold on, I want to find where she talks about you. She said um, how she gets to sit and experience this. Yeah, it's probably the top of the thing. The top of but it. I remember that. I remember that day uh, so so vividly. Uh, and it, it, what made it 
significant is that I'm the senior pastor of the church. Yes. And I'm preaching. I'm, I, they're waiting on me. And then you just say, I'm not coming. I said, I'm not doing it because... <laughs> Because we we assume, and thank God I have great staff to help out. But even if I didn't, I would have said, "Y'all play this video," you know. But but because here here is the thing, and I'm learning this about kids. Your kids won't necessarily tell you when they're not doing well, and so we just assume because they're not saying anything that they're fine. It isn't until we stop and get in their face and listen to them that we realize that there may be an opportunity to encourage them, or even encourage them by showing that you care, that you're into what they're about. And, uh, man, I, 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 I sure did. I mean, I text, sent that text out. I'm not doing it. You know, you got a word. No, we'll get a word, you know, and, and <laughs> you got a word. No, the, we'll get a word. The Bible says be instant in season, you know, and, um, and we stopped and we had a one and it was liberating because most of the time you feel like you can't do that. Why can't you? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you're not going to die and your business not going to fall apart Talk about for, it. by you prioritizing the things that matter. God is not going to do that to you. He's not going to, you, you being like him, God, God, you never see God saying, hold up, you go to pray and you're like, well, hold on, man, I, I get back to you. No, he's right there. Instant. You know what I mean? So what happened before that moment happened? Like what made you say, hold on, let's do this. Let's pivot. I felt it. You know, you, you keep pushing it back and you keep pushing it back. And it, as if, uh, as if you're not, it's not stacking up. So you keep pushing it back. You know you need it. You keep pushing it back. And then you start seeing stuff fall apart. You start seeing the relationships get all funny. You yeah. can't start looking at each other. And, and you realize that you can't push this back anymore. And sometimes if I push getting rest back too much, then I will spend more time away. You know, uh, Robert Morris has this thing. And I think he talked about it in one of his books, Pastor Here in Dallas. And he talked about how he Gateway. took Gateway. He yeah. say he took about six months off. And the reason why he did that is because he missed all those Sabbaths. He, he believed in taking one day down a week and he had not done it for a long time. And so he ended he up taking it, six he, months. He, he said, I'm gonna reclaim my time. He go rec <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So no, I, so I, he took six months, something like that. Yeah. It was something ridiculous, you know, but, but he was respecting the principle and we have to, and we have to not, and we have to break ourselves out of the fear mentality that makes us think that if we stop to take care of ourselves, our world is going to fall apart. No, your world is going to fall apart if you don't. That's good. That's good. And that's why I said this is so essential for me about balance because I don't have balance. You know, I know it. I feel it. I feel it physically. You know, uh, I, I feel it mentally and I'm functioning on a high level. But I say, how high can I really function if mm -hmm. I create balance in my life? And that's the thing. And where, for where you're going, you, you, you need the principles in that book for where you are going. It says the subtitles. It's called Balance positioning yourself to do all, all things, things well. well. That's what spoke to me right there. Yeah. To do all things well. All things well. And it doesn't mean that you get to do everything. There, the, all things are the things that are assigned to you. And, uh, and I'm just thinking about your life. And now just between us, you know, and of course who's watching, you need that. You need it because of what's on your life so that you can steward well. You're, you're a limited resource. And so which, when you put something out there, it's got to hit and it can hit because I've seen your, I've seen the best version of your best. Yeah. So, so, so if I see something less now, now, if you give me permission, if I see your best, but it's not your divine best, I'm gonna call you on it. I'm gonna say, you, you ain't been reading the book. You ain't been balancing. I got, I see you. Cause, cause it, your output is going to be determined by how well you balance yourself. You talked about a video that caught your attention. What video was that? Man, you were talking, but it was essentially the video where you were talking about not 
having not taking issue with a woman who had a, a colorful <laughs> relational background or maybe even a sexual background exactly. because you said that the version of that you're going to get a different version of her because you are going to bring out what no other man before her was able to bring out. First of all, that is brilliant. It Thank is you. true. It is deep. It is intelligent. It is profound. And it's, it's the type of thinking that will allow you to experience life's hidden treasures. Mm. And, uh, and I, and I respect it, 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 it accosted me. I said, who is that guy? I said, that guy right there, He's got it. And, you know, and it may take him, uh, uh, in his estimation, longer than he desires for everything to line up. But when I tell you it's going to be worth the wait, it's going to be so worth the wait that when it shows up, the wait's not even going to seem long. Mm. That's what you were talking about yesterday. You talked about, you know, um, um, light. Mm-hmm. You know, these light afflictions, mm-hmm. basically. And <laughs> you're like, hold on, I'm not y'all being sensitive. You know, a lot of you may be going through some things or whatnot. And you're like, you don't understand this, PT. Like, this ain't light. There ain't mm-hmm. nothing light about it. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the other end of it and you receive the fullness, the glory of it, that you'll look back on that and be like, <laughs> that wasn't nothing. I'm going to do that again. Seriously. To, to inherit that which God has blessed you with. Yes. And so that's what resonated with me because I remember being in that dark space and I was crying and I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to live. Mm. And I was just keep holding on. Yeah. And I had a friend, an intercessor, uh, my buddy Renee White, and she texted me. She said, listen, if you let go, God can't bless you until you let go of what you keep holding on to. Mm. That's brilliant. And I was like, ah, but I want to let go. I don't want to <laughs> let go of it. He was like, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. And the, and the, and the thing about it is, um, and what's resonating, when you say hidden treasure, mm-hmm. hidden- speak on that. When I just said hidden treasure to you right yes. now, oh, there are things in life that the average person can't get. Uh, there's a passage of scripture that says, it's in uh, Psalm 25, 14. It says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Uh, and it speaks to the, to those who revere God, those who prioritize God, those who, who, who put God in his proper place in their lives experience secrets Mm. it says the secret of the lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant that there are rich hidden treasures that the average person won't pay the price to get and and so when i i heard you think and i heard the way that you uh, so you, you, you you that's god talk when you start talking about I don't care about a person's past because what I'm going to bring out of them, that's God talk. Yeah. Can't you hear God talking yeah, like 100%. that? I don't care. Woman with the active adult, I don't, I'm not worried about that. Once yeah. I heal her and yes. one, once I free her, who she's going to be. And so that's God talk. And so when I hear God talk, my ears perk up because a person who, who, who talks God talk, first of all, has to have a God revelation. And then you have a God revelation and you start speaking that thing. And, and you start living in the, the, the channel and the avenue of God like that, you're going to experience, you're going to taste the good of the land, the good of the land. I'm trying my best not to run around the studio because <laughs> what you don't understand is this. For you to speak, the video that caught your attention, remember I said, was it the video that says the number one need for a woman is to feel safe? Well, that video got 2.5 million views. The mm. video you're talking about got uh, a couple of hundred thousand or whatever. Mm. It didn't get no 2.5 million. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I believed God for you to be on this podcast mm. to speak into my life and to bless me. Mm. 
than the video that most men. <laughs> mm. I'm trying not to. Wow. Lord Jesus. Wow. The video that went viral on YouTube for <laughs> the negative perspective. Over 700,000 views on that little reel because a lot of men was like, who, he's a simp. He over time and he don't care about a woman's body count. She can be with 25, 35. All you gonna get is an STD. All you gonna get is a woman that's gonna cheat on you. All you gonna get is this broken woman that ain't this. She ain't gonna. And they, they, they even recorded and made YouTube videos talking about that video about, uh -huh. listen, this, this, this little beta man. This old beta uh -huh. man saying this. Uh -huh. And one day I pulled up on this dude, I, uh, YouTube Live, because uh, one of my uh, subscribers said, Is this you? And they sent me a screenshot. He had my, my photo up and he was just talking about me and whatnot. <laughs> I said, You know, I'm from the hood. I'm from the pull up. <laughs> yeah, right. So I went to the YouTube and I said, Hey, put me in, coach. Uh -huh. and it was like, Oh, the simp is in the, the, simp is in the chat. Pulled up on him. I said, "How you doing?" He was like, "Oh man, you know, I was just, you know, I was just saying some little things or whatever. <laughs> I was just saying." I said, "Listen, no, let's talk." I said, "I know how you feel." I said, "You feel like that? That's intimidating." But I never said you have to be like that. Mm -hmm. I said, "I don't care." Mm -hmm. So why is it that when I say I don't care, something is triggering you? Yeah. Well, I mean, because you're making it seem like that that that's okay. I said, "For me, because mm -hmm. I understand the call of my life. I understand what that is." Mm -hmm. And then he started. They we had this 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 semi intelligent conversation, mm -hmm. um, and we began to talk or whatnot. And at the end of it, he was like, "I, I hear where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. uh, I still totally disagree. I will never be with a woman that has an extensive." of uh, body count because mm -hmm. her ability to it's like a wolf or whatever how they um, I forgot what it's called imprint but it's like wolves what they do with wolf packs their imprint she said he said that basically the woman uh, no longer has the ability to imprint with her husband that she's been with so many guys that you'll never basically what the Bible say cleave to one another and become one uh, in his that, ideology. That was his theology? Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah. so you don't you don't believe in the restorative power of no, God? No, don't you don't that. you don't even believe in salvation. Not then. at all. Because look at all the sins that you've committed all over the course of your life. If that that that's not even theologically <laughs> That's he not even theologically sound. It's a, a worldview. Yeah, and that's he, crazy. He, said, he, he wasn't trying to be faith based. He just said that that's impossible. If he <laughs> if if he were telling the truth, I wouldn't be saved. Ain't no need. You mean to tell me that I can't be restored? If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Teach. You know, so so that that's uh, sad for him. Yeah. And good luck. That's what I said. I and said, hey, it's okay. I said, and the bad <laughs> thing about it is you would get a woman that will never tell you the truth. Yeah. I said, that's yeah. the truth. I said, right. you, you, you may think you're going to get a woman that she's going to say, I only been with two guys. Right. And you be like, right. see, told you. See. I done sat there. You be like, come on, let's keep it real. Let's just keep it real. Right. She ain't just this been with week. two guys. Yeah, this week. And you over here feeling all good and feeling content until yeah. you run into about seven of them one week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and you would never ever know because you haven't provided a safe space for her to authentically show up as her whole self. Yeah. yeah. Uh and so that's the that's the crazy thing about it. But I just, you know, I love having these conversations with dudes. Yeah. But it's amazing how God used that video to attract the heart of you wow. that 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 brought you to this podcast because this is just just God just good. Yeah, That's the reason yeah. why I wore this shirt today to say God is my publicist mm. is because at the end of the day you know I couldn't reach out to you. We got some, you know, a few degrees of separation, mm -hmm. but I said I'm going to let God do it. Yeah. I'm going to let God do it and and trust God in this. And so when I went to, I was sitting in church yesterday and I said, let me just search his name in my notes. And it popped up and I was like, ha, wow. I had him on this thing. Wow. And it didn't even have Teray and Sarah. As you saw, mm. it had Teray. Wow. Because I want to talk to this man who 
I can't even say you manifested Sarah into your life. Mm -hmm. You just literally was in alignment with God mm -hmm. and you were in this, in this state of contentment mm -hmm. to where God said, let me go ahead and, and bless you. That's balance. That's, that's, that's balance. It gets deeper. It gets more profound. It gets more down your street. But at the end of the day, balance got me Sarah and everything else I'm walking in right now. When you look back and you look at this place of balance in your life, uh, how do you feel? Because like I said, I don't know all the, the, the things you have your hand in, even with her, she, she mentioned in the four, whatever uh, he runs businesses, he, you know, this or whatever, but they don't, y'all don't really brag about what y'all got mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But when you look back and you look over the stuff that God has trusted you to steward, how does that make you feel? Oh, very, very grateful. Um, emotionally grateful every, every single day. Um, to get to, by the grace of God, get to be the man that I've always wanted to be, the husband, the father, the leader, uh, the, the business owner, and to be able to manage it is humbling. And, I, and, and it's by the grace of God because, you know, man, I was born, you know, I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but. No, we got time to talk. I, I know you got to go catch a flight, but you just, you're going to call it when it's time to go. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I was, my parents were Black Panthers. They weren't married. I was born in revolution. Oh, wow. I, I was born in the midst of revolution. My mom took me to L.A. and not just L.A., but took me to Watts. There was revolution all around me. Uh, drugs, gangs, everything. Uh, when I was 16, I got shot. Uh, thank God I had a good family. I had a good great-grandmother, grandmother, aunts, my mom, of course. I had some uncles that, that uh, were uh, engaged. And, and some of the guys in the neighborhood, the old heads always protected me. They're like, you're special. Mm. You can't do the stuff that this knucklehead over here, <laughs> yeah, he can yeah. do it. No dirty <laughs> but little, you can't you know, do but it. But you can't do it. So I always kind of had a, had a covering uh, to do that, to excel in corporate America, um, to be building data centers and t technology centers for fortune warner brothers and universal you know universe it was vivendi universal at the time and all these dot com and i'm i'm there in that uh eating good and doing well start my own company now with a service in that industry offering complementing that uh in my 20s as a black man as a black man and going places and experiencing things and then getting saved after that uh and by the way i wasn't a, i wasn't a a uh, i wasn't walking with god in those days so to see mercy again yes okay as a grown man uh and then to step out on faith not knowing anything about the church world and just uh you know i had i had a gift and some resources and to take those resources and create something that would become a church and to see uh, what will become thousands and thousands of people in LA, in Hollywood, where people don't go to church at all, come to church and get saved. And as you, as you mentioned, not watered down, I'm giving no, them the truth. You're giving them some real word. It with, in a language that they can understand. Yeah. Uh, and then to, to, to then, uh, to go through a divorce and no scandals, nothing, yeah. nothing crazy, just over, yeah. you know, and then, but then to come from that, that was a tough time, that painful suicidal type yeah. moments. And then to come from that and to see the plan of God unfold and to be able to write books and travel the world. I, I am grateful. I so am, you were a pastor when you went through your divorce. Yeah. 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 I, I had been pastoring for, for that was 2012. So I've been pastoring for 10 years, you know, so it, uh, it the, the the grace the grace of God. Yeah. Uh, so I'm 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 grateful. I know that I'm on uh, borrowed time, um, and I just want to make the 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 biggest difference that I can. Do you feel successful? 
Yeah. Good. <laughs> I wanted yeah. you to say that yeah. because oftentimes we try to downplay it be like, well, no, I, you know, I just feel, no, if you feel successful, you feel successful. God yeah. has done some great things. And when you look back over what you, you said you got shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can't just skate over that. You got yeah. shot and you got shot because the devil came to kill, steal and destroy you. Mm -hmm. You were supposed to die. Yeah. You were supposed to die. The assignment was to kill you. Yeah. And so when you look at 16 and say the devil tried to take you out then and then you talk about and so many times you, you mentioned suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. That means the devil is after you and has always tried to destroy you. And the mm -hmm. first thing he does is he he attacks your your your, your mainframes. We're going to talk about computers, your brain <laughs> yeah. and get you into this crazy ideology where you don't want to live anymore mm -hmm. and so that's what's been going on and then you look back after all the things that you've accomplished all the souls that have come to christ because mm -hmm. of the, the the labor that you've been going through then you got to look back and go yeah this this, this is success this yeah. is what this feels like you have to define it for yourself too yes uh because like even now with with the book i mean full transparency i'll know wednesday whether or not the book hit the new york times bestseller list and you know your your publisher your how many copies does that have to sell for that no one knows it's it's a nebulous <laughs> no one knows it's, it's, it's a nebulous algorithm algorithm <laughs> because it world? depends on the other books that are out and then they they flag stuff it's tricky and they hide that formula uh so it's not always <laughs> it's not like sales. sell 20,000 copies it's just like they have to be yeah it, and it's and it and it changes because if you have a big book comes out your 20,000 is nothing you know and then you have some months where 5,000 could get you on the list so it's so right. so it's it's so it's not in your hands and, and so I had to come to a place cause I was kind of anxious, like, well, you know, I'll make sure I hit the list. And then the Lord said, uh, 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 and I felt myself coming out of that state, state of rest and get that anxiety. And I knew mm. my peace was slipping and God said, uh, 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 you, you can't, you can't do that. You're going to need to define what success is Good. in this project. So I took time in the presence of God and I, and I said, this is what success is. And I listened to the Lord. The first thing he said, he said, you're already in the territory of success because you overcame and you wrote it and you put it out there. Yes. You're already there. Yes. He said, now, if you can check off these five boxes and the sum of those five boxes was that you gave it all that you had, that you, that you resisted fear, that you resisted the fear of rejection, that you worked hard, that you utilized all of the tools in your toolkit. It. And if you can say at the end of all of that, that you did that, then that is successful. Whether the New York times acknowledges it or not. I just told you number one on Amazon in five categories in the top 100 on Amazon, no one who out of 33 million books. So you mean to tell me I'm going to be locked into now, And I pray it happens. You know, yeah. that's wonderful because there are some things that happens yeah. when that happens, they put better placement in the bookstores, everything like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I can't let my success be defined by some algorithm that I don't, they even, don't know. even know what it is. So you have to define success for yourself. And so even as it relates to me, you know, uh, my, 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 my wife praises me. My children praise me. My staff praises, praise me. Uh, my mama, who will not lie, if I'm off, she will tell me. <laughs> she praises me. That's success. That's success. It's interesting that you even brought that up. The episode that I shot, that's the season five premiere, is called Defining Success. Mm. It's called Defining Success. No, there's a, there's a lot of alignment here. Yeah, We're yeah. going to have to do this I was like, again. Yes, when I tell you, yeah, it's... I'm going to go and let you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for just being you. Thank you. And I'm trying to get out of this because I'm going to be laying on this phone a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, just, just thank you. Um, I need this book. I'm going to be selfish. You wrote that book for me and for <laughs> nobody else. 
This is my book that you wrote. Thank you for ghostwriting this book for me. <laughs> uh, I need that book in my life. Like you said, um, it was something that I had been praying about all this year mm. because I feel God pulling me into a different dimension and I know I can't get there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I don't know how to do it. God, if I stop doing this, then this is going to fall out. And this, gonna, and I, how can I stop? I need this money. What am I going to do? And if mm -hmm. I go hire people to do it, then I got to pay them for it. And mm -hmm. then take the money away from God. I'd be like, could you just be quiet yeah. and just, but I just don't know how to, how to, how to, how to fix it. Yeah. That's going to help me fix it. Absolutely. Balance is going to help me fix it. Balance is already giving me perspective, uh, giving me revelation to know that it doesn't fall apart by you stepping away from it. You actually have uh, a different vantage point over that thing. And now you have a God perspective over it. And while I'm in it and all of this swirling around me, now I can rise above it and look down and go, oh, that's easy. That's just that's an easy little thing to move. move around. Absolutely. And so. Um, so thank you for writing this book. Awesome. Um, I need it. And um, listen, I'm telling y'all right now, go get this book. It's going to change your life. Uh, the few pages I've already read have have been, and I started reading at like three o'clock in the morning. And I said, let me read this book. And I started reading. And I was like, if I don't go to sleep, I'm not going to be, a, I'm not going to be at my best self doing the interview with, with Teray. But I want to honor him by actually reading the book and having the whole book read. And I was like, okay, find balance in this. Go go to sleep. There you go. Uh, <laughs> just go to sleep. And I had about three hours of sleep, by the way. But um, listen, y'all give it up for my boy, Teray Roberts, on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you for man, having me. Thank you for man, thank blessing you. us, man. I appreciate it. Thank awesome. you. Indeed. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew. Black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. 
Though the Young Kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Let me tell you, man, this episode was so powerful. I had to just take a nap afterwards. I was just so drained. And it's crazy because it wasn't a heaviness. It was just a a release. So it wasn't drained. It was like a release that made me just want to go to sleep. It was something it was something that was so abnormal to feel. I just had to take a nap. When I woke up, I just sat. And was like, God, you did that. You did all of this. You placed Teray on my heart and my mind and my desire in May of 2020 to be on the podcast. Fast forward to 2022, you put me on the mind of Teray to be on the podcast. When the Bible says that he'll put your name in rooms that your feet haven't stepped, he meant that. God is my publicist. He truly is. By the way, if you want this shirt, go visit DearFutureWifey.com and purchase it. (laughs) You know, I just want to just thank God. God, I just want to thank you. I thank you for this amazing season, season four, as we prepare for season five. I'm going to take a two-week break But God, I want to thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for all that you are. Thank you for all that you continue to be in my life. As undeserving as I am, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love. Your unconditional love. Your 
continuous love. You love me. You love me so much that you grant me the desires of my heart. You give me things that I don't even know that I need. You bless me with people in my circle of influence. People that I've imagined and dreamed and people that, God, you know what you do. And you blow my mind. I think this is fun for you. For me to think that I know how certain even certain seasons of the podcast are going to pan out. But then you sit back and go, son, you have no idea. And this is one of those you have no idea moments. Hmm. You knew that I was going to do 22 episodes this season. Being and holding true to the significance of the number 22. And you end it with Teray. Being the 22nd episode. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear, for there is none like you. No one else can touch my my heart like you do. And I can search throughout eternity, Lord, and find there is none like you. For there is none like you. Jesus no one else can touch my <laughs> my heart like you do. And I can search throughout eternity, Lord, and find there is none. Oh, there is none. There is none like you. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Lord, I just want to speak encouragement to those of us who are in these dating streets. Lord, I ask right now in the name of Jesus for you to give us comfort, for you to give us guidance, for you to give us rest for our souls, that you rest our minds. Our minds begin to plague us with thoughts of negativity, feeling as though we'll never get married. Those of us who feel like they'll never, ever give birth to a child. Negativity, lies spoken from the enemy. So God, I speak healing. I speak direction and redirection and a steadfast and movable faith in everyone who watches this podcast. Let them realign themselves with you. Let them grab a hold of their purpose. Let them understand that you have so much in store for them. We thank you for the obstacles. We thank you for making us overcomers. Continue to give us hope when the feeling seems hopeless. And in those sweet moments in the night, Lord, kiss us on our foreheads and let us know that you'll never leave us nor forsake us and that you're right there with us. All these things I pray in your name. Amen. Dear future wifey, God showed up today and confirmed he sees me. The Lord is so instrumental about orchestrating each guest for the podcast and allowing them to bring healing to my heart and my mind on a microscopic level. This should be encouraging to you. Why? These moments reveal how serious the Lord is about our union. Let's be intentional in our singleness. So when we join together, our intentionality will continue on levels un imaginable my soul thirsts for the day we become one a smile takes my face hostage when thinking about the eternal moments we'll bask in together thank you in advance for settling my spirit with your love your future hubby Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.